It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax, let's pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Three Guys in the Mouse, Season 2, Episode 6. B. Oh. Guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot hors d'oeuvre, why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all. Welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here, like always, with my co-host George. What's up, guys? And Hunter. Hey! And today's mouse, Courtney. Hi! So today we don't have very much news, but we're still going to go over a couple things. But for our main thing, we're going to talk about what's wrong with My Magic Plus, mostly because we're about to go be jealous. But anyway, here we go. So to start things off on the news, uh, anyone that has social media knows that a few days ago the Disney Studios decided to release a special feature that's going to be on the Captain America Civil War DVD, well Blu-ray. Um, so it's uh, it's Team Thor Civil War. Uh, we just watched it. Um, I just want to say hilarious to start off, but uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Awesome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it looks funny. Team Daryl. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, uh, I know, like, um, not to jump on the hate too quickly, but uh, one of my friends pointed out that the genius behind it, too, is that they take, like, a serious, you know, subject, and then they, like, make it humorous for you, where you can just be taken out and be, like, you know, laugh at it. Um, you know, something that DC can't do at all. Like, <laughs> they, they take themselves so seriously that you can never find yourself sitting there, like, Oh yeah, we can laugh about, you know, this. You're sitting there like, no, I'm just frustrated and annoyed at how stupid everything is right now. I, I actually agree a thousand percent with that. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like for instance, the Batman v Superman scene where uh, when Wonder, Wonder Woman shows up and Superman's like, is she with you? And Batman goes, I thought she was with you. And you're like, but you showed me that Batman sent her a picture of herself from 1945 as Wonder Woman. So he knew who she was. I don't know why all of a sudden he doesn't, but... He's playing dumb, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, of course, there's the uh, Batman rape scene from Suicide Squad. Oh, like, uh, I, I could really get into that, but I'm gonna take the high road. Overall, though, um, super excited for the Blu-ray to come out. Um, I, I actually don't know where we're gonna find, like, the best version. What do you guys think? Target edition, right? <laughs> right. I know the Disney store already has their like pre-order, but it's just lithographs. But I'm like, lithographs for a live-action movie kind of seems dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, on on that too, I wanted to bring up. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but a little while ago they officially announced the. Um, I forget what they're calling it, but it's like uh, they have like a special edition. Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens coming out in like October or November that's apparently gonna have more special features on it and I was just like of course you're doing this of course you're doing this to us 
I will say I looked at like the like the stuff on it, and if uh, anyone that bought like the Target edition of Star Wars Force Awakens, or they got the uh, Disney Movie Rewards version, it, um, two of the new features are actually on there because it's the um, it's the what is it? Uh, I forget what they call it. Um, it's like Stormtrooper and the Scavenger or something like that. It's like this little documentary part about Ray and uh, Finn. And then the other one is like uh, inside the armory where they show off like building, uh, building like the weapons and stuff. It's all really cool, but like I knew they were gonna like have a another version with like more stuff on it, more special features. But uh, of course, the most annoying thing is that I'm excited for it and I'm ready to purchase it. Of course, I'm already thinking that too. Yeah, it's like. Um, yeah, it, I mean, like, that was one of those things, too, that I had heard already, like, when the first version came out, people were already saying that they heard that for Christmas time there's going to be a better version, like, with more special features, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but it was an amazing film, so we're all going to buy it. Like, there's no version <laughs> where we don't buy it. I will own six copies of that movie. Yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, if, like, for instance, if... Uh, the Christmas time if they were like we have another version of Batman v Superman with a little more on it you'd be like no <laughs> your your 30 minute longer version wasn't better so why would I buy this one I'm going to opt out of that one right now or Suicide Squad like I keep hearing too where people are like oh they should uh, release the original version the uh, ultimate edition of Suicide Squad and I'm like I just don't care enough anymore I, I'm just done like I'm spent and then I also was reading online that apparently the Wonder Woman movie, there's rumors that the Wonder Woman movie is in trouble too, that they don't like what they're seeing, which I'm like, no, don't tell me that you already don't like what you're seeing. I'm like, oh, the only no. one I was looking forward to. Really? Crushing Who, my dreams. Who knows? And, and then, like, what was it? The other day, Ben Affleck released uh, footage of Deathstroke being in Justice League, and everyone was going crazy, and I was like, he looks like... Uh, he looks like a more like padded version of the Deathstroke from Arrow. Like I was just like, we already have, we already have the one we want. Why, why would I be like, yeah, show me what I've already seen. Maybe in the next one they'll show us that Zoom is gonna be in the Flash movie or Reverse Flash, and then we'll all be like, but I already have a better version. <laughs> I will say though, the one thing that I thought was exciting is. Uh, um, Ezra Miller, who's playing the Flash, he did say that he that he loves the Flash TV show and that he's hoping that in the Flash movies that they do a multiverse and uh, show um, Grant Gustin as the Flash in it, which I was like, I would so love that. For them to be like, no, it's just a different universe. But, you know, who, who knows? Yeah, who knows what's going on with that. Um, moving on from that, uh, going back to the studios, so we got a, our first look at uh, some, two scenes from uh, the Beauty and the Beast movie coming out next year. One of them is a shot of the Gaston scene where you see Gaston from the back, but you see Josh Gad as uh, yeah LeFou. Um, to be honest, like it really just looks like shot for shot like the same one we've seen, but. Of course, like, a lot of people got really excited, and then, of course, uh, I think this is, like, the bigger part. You got to, you got your first look at, uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth, which I also want to say because I really, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, 
uh, I'm sure it's kind of obvious on this podcast, we only talk about things that we care about because there's a lot of like little stuff that we could talk about that we really don't care about. Like, for instance, we completely glossed over the Jungle Book movie, for instance. Um, but, uh, you know, just to let you know a little behind the scenes. But um, I didn't know that Lumiere is going to be voiced by Ewan McGregor and that Cogsworth is Sir Ian McKellen. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, well, I knew, I, I knew how well they were casting Ewan McGregor was in it. They didn't announce any parts. I didn't know, I did not know anything about Sir Ian McKellen being any part of this, though. That was cool. I know, right? I was just like, great actors. I'm like, they're making you have to see this movie. Yeah, the first time I knew Ian McGregor was in it was the commercial, because you hear him doing the Lumiere voice. Seeing those pictures, I got super excited. I, I will say, um, so like my, like everyone, it's pretty much universal love that people have for it, especially like uh, a lot of people really love that, you know, that the uh, characters, it looks like they did a lot of work. My issue is with the way Lumiere works, and it's not, it's not that he doesn't look exactly like Lumiere from the movie, you know, from the animated film. Um, it's actually more so the way he looks, because, like, uh, my daughter said it best, where she saw it and she said, Haunted Mansion. That's exactly what she thought that was, because it, it looks like, like, the Museum of the Weird or something like that, the Wax Man or something, but, uh, you know, of course, we'll, we'll see what it's like, uh, when we see the movie. I like it, I mean, out of this photo, I think it looks very sick. Like, yeah, just the I, graphics and everything. I'll say, even with, like, my little, like, you know, my little thing, I, I would say I'm, I don't think it looks bad. Like, I'm not sitting here like, no, what are they doing? I, I do want to bring up, though, like, uh, so this is, like, a big thing, um, you know, and it all started with the Maleficent movie, which was pure garbage. But, uh... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, um... I, like, I'm really, like, I, I know that they're making good money off of these movies, because, of course, like, Maleficent did well, Cinderella did really well, The Jungle Book almost made a billion dollars, and then there's a lot of buzz for, you know, Beauty and the Beast, but it's like, you know, and, and I've read the reviews, and I've, I know people who have seen them, and it's just, uh, I'm, of course I'm not talking about, Maleficent's the only one, I'll give credit where it's due, Maleficent is not based on, like, anything. But, um, it's apparently only based on a garbage can. But, um, <laughs> like, my issue is that apparently The Jungle Book, um, and Cinderella, both of these I didn't watch, but people have told me that they're almost, like, shot for shot the actual animated movie. And then, I'm, from what I'm hearing, Beauty and the Beast is the same way. And, you know, they've got more on the way, like, you know, they already announced that they're doing 101 Dalmatians, and, um... Well, 101 Dalmatians is supposed to be done from Cruella DeVille's side, which that could be interesting, but if, you know, Maleficent's any evidence, they're going to take a good idea and just, yeah, just completely ruin it. And then, uh, of course, uh, we all know that Dumbo's coming, which um, apparently Tim Burton's doing. Uh, I don't know if that's still, like, I know Dumbo is for sure, but I don't know if Tim Burton's still, like, the one that they're going to go with but I'm just like why like like I, I just feel like it's so lazy for them to do these yeah that's what it ultimately is like for Beauty and the Beast like they're doing all the songs for the Broadway one so if you're gonna put it to be like a shot for shot for anything it's gonna be off the Broadway show 
because they're adding in all the songs that are from there. But the Broadway, isn't the, I'm pretty certain the Broadway one is actually done off of like the full version that they did for the animated film. Yeah, I think Because so. they wrote, they wrote, um, Howard Ashman and uh, Alan Menken wrote uh, the Beauty and the Beast like score as if it was a Broadway show. That's why, for instance, and, and like, you know, of course that's a cool thing, but it's that same thing where it's just like, why? Like, why Why do I need to see this as a film? And realistically, you know they're going to cut some of those songs out. Like, yeah. we, we saw, like, the Broadway version of it when it came out here, and, like, I can tell you, there's a couple songs in there that I know are just going to be gone. They're not going to be there at all. Yeah. That's, that's, all the songs are good. Well, no, it's well, not. The ones from the movie, the ones from the movie are definitely going to be there. Like, no, no question, those will be there. I'm saying, like, from the Broadway one, the extra songs, oh, that's where it's that. like, yeah, we're... That's what I'm saying. Like, there's gonna be people like, well, I don't care about that. There's always that one person. Well, no matter I'm very what. upset. No matter what, I'm excited for this because it's my favorite princess. I, I mean, like I said, like the cast sounds amazing. You know, they've got um, uh, what's her name? Emma Watson, uh, Josh Gad. If you're into that, uh, <laughs> Ian McKellen, Ewan McGregor. Um, uh, you know, but Emma it's. Thomas? She's playing Mrs. Potts. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like I said, it's just so lazy to me. Like, we don't need them. That's what it really comes <laughs> Like, it's like if they did... It's like if they announced that they were doing Newsies, but they were doing the Broadway version of Newsies, you'd be like, okay, well, A, I already have Newsies. B, I've seen and listened to new the Broadway Newsies. Why do I need a movie version? Because I want it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I disagree. I, I don't know. I just think it's super lazy. But you know, that's the thing too, is like Disney right now, like, it's all, they're, they're almost at a point right now where it's like, they can't do any wrong. And of course, that's like a dangerous area to be at, but it, you know, it's like, look at it. They've got Star Wars just made $2 billion. There's a lot of good buzz for Rogue One. Um, uh, they're killing it with their animated films. Pixar is kind of on a downside, but Pixar is still making, you know, a billion dollars a movie with you know, sequels. Uh, the live-action studio is basically remaking the animated feature list, but they're making money hand over fist with it. So it's just like, you know, at what point are they going to go, look, we're we're kind of producing some garbage in here too. Maleficent. Yeah. Even though Pixar are kind of low right now, I mean, like, what, isn't next year two years of making, like, Incredibles 2 or uh, that, Toy that, Story 4? That's what I mean. Like, so they know, the, they know that they've got... Uh, Toy Story 4, Cars 3, and Incredibles 2. But then, like, they've got a couple that are, like, you know, original ideas. Actually, I think there's only one more, right? It's um, the um, Day of the Dead one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, the only, that's the only other one that they announced already. But that's the thing, is it's like you're, they're basically only making sequels. And then you've got Disney Animated, which is doing better because they're producing things you want to see. You know, they're producing Zootopia or Moana. And uh, I guess to a lesser extent, they've got Frozen 2 coming and Wreck-It Ralph 2 coming. I, I will say I'm excited for Wreck-It Ralph 2, but Frozen 2, I'm like, no. There, like, there's no continuation in that story. It, it really isn't. No, not really. Not for Frozen. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. I watched uh, the other day the... Um, what is it called? Frozen Ever After, I think, is what Frozen it's... Frozen Forever. Frozen Forever, the the animated, uh, yeah, the animated short, and it was like 
two minutes into it, I was like, there's no reason for this. Like, completely, like, you don't need to see this at all. The only thing that's worth seeing is the snow geese, but that's it. Like, you don't even need a background on that. You see the product and you already know what it is. Yeah. Well, not really. You don't understand that they're boogers, but still, like, they're cute and lovable. So, I mean, there's nothing <laughs> to hate on them. But, but see, the difference between Frozen 2 and all these other unnecessary sequels is for some reason... Well, well I mean, I, you know why. You know why it's being put in theaters, but... I mean, come on, Cinderella's animated film didn't need sequels, but they pumped out, like, three, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny, too, because this is the same studio that when John Laster took over, he immediately shut down the sequel process that they were doing. And, of course, like, very famously, Dumbo 2 got canned. And, of course... If you go online, all these Disney fans are like, they were making such a great movie. There's no way that a straight-to-DVD sequel was going to be this spectacular piece of art that you, mm -hmm. that you think it is. It's just that everyone's like pushing it up to be something it's not. That's like saying that Stitch the movie or Lilo and Stitch 2 are like these amazing sequels that just happen to be direct-to-DVD. Dumbo went straight to his... Uh, Dumbo 1 didn't. They were gonna make a Dumbo 2 and they were like, apparently they were like halfway through it when John Laster, you know, when uh, Disney bought out Pixar and they brought John Laster in as the creative officer for all of Disney, he immediately shut that down. Then, nope, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, well that was the thing is that to him it, it was all useless, you know, money grabbing. But then Frozen 2 is that. But then I, I guess, then again, you've got like Tangle, the Tangled show coming out, um, the Big Hero 6 show. But those ones, I, I feel like those are more organic to like the idea. Yeah, especially Big Hero 6, that's a straight up comic book series. So yeah. it's easy to transition that into a uh, I mean, like, week show. I'll, I'll say like, my daughter's really into Big Hero 6 now, but I, I didn't think Big Hero 6 was really worth anything. Like, you know, it's kind of like, I, was, I just watched, um, the other day I watched uh, Meet the Robinsons and I watched uh, Lilo and Stitch and then uh, Emperor's New Groove and it was just like you look at Lilo and Stitch and you look at Emperor's New Groove and Meet the Robinsons and it's like these didn't need to be made. Like Lilo and Stitch is definitely the one that you're like wow this is like a fantastic movie and then you you look at these other two that you're just like ooh, these are definitely not even close to what Lilo and Stitch was. Which is sad because I love Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, like, Meet the Robinsons is a good, like, funny movie, but it's like, it's like that thing, like, you just kind of look at it like, this wasn't worth being an animated feature film. <laughs> like, it could have been a short or something like that. It probably, it, it probably could have been fashioned into, like, an eight-minute, you know, thing that you watch in between commercial breaks. You know, I've been thinking, I'm, I imagine Frozen, it probably will happen if Frozen make, like, their own show. Like, you know how much money they'll make? Like I just mean, for like a Disney, like the Lion Guard made so much they're, money. They're making money so insanely right now. Uh, like, I don't know, like, um, uh, I know that there's like, they're already working on a Frozen um, Broadway show, so that's coming. Oh, like, I, I, I understand Frozen's that. like this huge property, but it's also that thing where it's like, like, uh, I, I think, yeah, I've said it before, you know, the, the whole comparison that it's like Little Mermaid versus uh, Beauty and the Beast, where it's like Beauty and the Beast is this movie that made a ton of money and like people love and people still love, but realistically, 
the bigger property is The Little Mermaid. Because The Little Mermaid was a movie that no one saw coming and just hit you like, uh, you know, right on the side and everyone loved it. But then it, when you look at like the, uh, the merchandising, that's the one that makes so much more money. Because people want Little Mermaid. People don't really care about, you know, the Beauty and the Beast merchandise. I know you're gonna be all mad, whatever, but it's true. And then it's like- I know it's true. Like to me, it's like um, Tangled versus Frozen, where it's like Frozen, they're like killing you to death. But then like Tangled is just like uh, Little Mermaid, where it's this movie that they didn't realize was gonna be this huge hit. And they keep making money like insanely for, not as big as Frozen though, I'll give, but, uh, like Tangled, like you can tell, like that's the movie where it's like anything they make for that, people seem to love it. Mm-hmm. Like I know, yeah. like my my aunt um, even said that when Tangled came out at Disney World, there was no merchandise for it. The only thing they really had was uh, the Pascal plush, and she said when the movie came out, those were gone, and then people were going crazy for it, and they wanted everything for that movie, but they were like, we don't have anything. They're like, we didn't produce that much product for it, so we can't do anything for you. Like, we did not expect the movie to be It's, fun. yes. it's funny because, you know, the opposite way is uh, Frozen, where Frozen, they knew very well how big it was gonna be a year out, so they, like, were already ready. And I know some of you remember how hard it was to find an Elsa doll, but that's kind of like the Kylo Ren or the or the Ray toy, where it's yeah. like, realistically, what they did is they knew you were gonna want that, so they made it really rare, so that you were gonna, because they were driving demand. Mm-hmm, smart. I mean, I remember when I was at Target, when we would open a box of Frozen, uh, the Frozen dolls, you would get like, uh, you would get like maybe a handful of Elsa, and then the rest of them were all Anna. And you were like, really? This is the one you thought everyone was gonna want, is the Anna doll. No, I know you were like, oh, you know what we should do? In a box of 12, put three Elsas in there and the rest will be Anna so that then people see them and they're like, there's only three Elsas. I'm going to take all three. So what's the correct one? Anna or Anna? It's Anna, but I don't care. <laughs> that would be just poo-poo, so... Yeah, we don't, we don't care about that. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> like, that, that aside, like, um, overall... We, I know people are going to go see Beauty and the Beast. I probably won't. Uh, no, I, I'll take that back. I know I'm going to have to. I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah, now, I will say it's not by my choice, but I know I'm going to have to see it. It's like, like you said, like the Jungle Book, I didn't care too much. The Cinderella, uh, you can just see it on HBO, you know? Like, really, uh, I think Beauty and the Beast was one of the, one of the stories I liked too. I mean, like, maybe, it, maybe it does, you know... Do good movies, you know? Well, I know it'll do well. It's just, to me, it's just lazy. But, you know, until until they get one to not do well, they, um, they're going to keep pumping them out. Just, just that one I would like to say, too. Uh, I think they might have hit that point, because Pete's Dragon's been out for a while. I've heard nothing on that movie. That's true. I didn't really... Nothing, nothing good, nothing bad. It's like, it's coasting in the middle. Well, I mean, I know like one person that saw it, and they said that they liked it, but that they liked the original Pete's Dragon better. Which to me is not a good review because I never thought the original Pete's Dragon was that good. Yeah. So I'm just like, look, like I, I could have told you though. I completely forgot about that movie too. But um, I could have told you just like looking at that movie, it was not gonna do well. Like, and, and I love too that the you know they're trying to hit you with the um, it's like the BFG thing where they were like, oh look, 
you've got this cast and you've got Steven Spielberg and it's like we don't care. Like yeah. we just don't. But care. it's the VFG. I don't even remember reading it in school. So I read it in school. I never read that school. Yeah, so. You read it at school? I've read it, but I I also didn't think the BFG was ever that good. Like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is definitely the better one, but. <laughs> no, um, but you know, like we said though, it's it's gonna do well. So we know, you know, no matter what we say, it doesn't matter. But it's like Finding Dory. We knew see, it was gonna do well. I didn't see a photo. I, seen I didn't see a photo of guests on at all. That was because they just got the yeah. back shot of them. They're they're purposely keeping that under wraps, just like how they haven't really let you see what the beast is gonna look like. They're they're making it a point to not show you. And with Belle, I haven't seen her face no, yet. I seen her face. No, because I the commercial you see her grabbing at the rose. That's so I'm like, really? No, no they, they have a photo of her in the dress. I haven't seen that. In the ballroom. Because one of them came out and they're like, nope, that's not actually it. Someone photoshopped it. And that's the girl who played um, Hermione, Hermione. Yeah. Emma Watson. Um, moving on though, uh, I did want to go into a little bit of stuff for the well, some rumor stuff for the parks. But uh, one thing is that. Uh, Mice Chat posted kind of their, like, update or whatever they call it, um, but it, it brought up, like, it brought up, um, the whole thing with Paint the Night. And I was talking about how Paint the Night is an unprecedented success. Uh, like, the whole thing is that, I guess, Paint the Night is, uh, has a higher, um, guest satisfaction rate than anything they've ever had, apparently. Like, it, it was saying better than Fantasmic, better than... Uh, World of Color better than uh, Main Street Electrical Parade. But the issue is that the maintenance on it is really expensive for the lights and all that. And that, you know, they kind of cut some corners, but the thing is is that they have to do a refurb on it. And that uh, basically, like, what they're doing is they're trying to cover up that they're doing a refurb. But then, I, like I said last time, I'm, I still have a feeling they're about to move it to Disney World to... Because, like, Disney World has no problem taking that, you know, that money and spending it on this amazing parade that people are loving so much. Uh, also with it, though, came, um, which I thought was funny, that it's the first time I've seen any Disney fans saying what I've... I, I don't want to brag too much, but what I know I've been saying for a while. So with the Marvel expansion, like, I, I know I haven't mentioned it much, but, like, a lot of people kept saying that, oh, the rumor is they're going to redo all of the Hollywood Boulevard into Marvel. Except, of course, I've been telling, I know all of you know, because I've said it many times, that doesn't make any sense because they just spent so much money on that Frozen show. So why would they do that? Especially when on the other side of Tower of Terror, they have the expansion pad that, you know, is for Cars Land. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not really for Cars Land. Apparently, it's always been for Marvel, but... Uh, Mice Chat finally uh, was the one to say, oh yeah, apparently this is where it's going to be. And they showed pictures that they've already cleared off the area. Um, so like they're, they're already starting to clear off that area because they're going to start doing the expansion stuff. And I was like, well, duh. Like, it, it was just annoying because it's like the idea that they were going to tear down all of Hollywood. Like, I know we did that in our, um, <laughs> well, I did that in our, uh, in our um, what's wrong with Hollywood um, land or whatever, but the thing is is I know they would never do that would cost so much They would never do that like 
we all remember Cars Land, and I'm sure that's what people want to bring up, but Cars Land was mostly a new area. Like, very little of it was actually existing there. So, they really did not have to do uh, that much, like, de demolition to do that. What you're talking about with Hollywood, they would have to completely rip out all of that. And then, what I love too is that, with that, with the theater there, it's just like, so they just spent a ton of money on this Frozen show that's apparently so, like, I know when I was, I was just there for two weeks in a row, and it was, every showing was sold out in the morning. So it's just like, how am I supposed to believe that they're going to rip out this show and be like, oh, well, Marvel's coming. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah, so, well, I don't know. How do you guys... I feel like with the yeah. Frozen thing, they're going to figure out a way like to incorporate that theater into being Marvel with no. having that show showing. No, I think they're going to try to do that. No, but that's my thing. Is like, so the issue is that yeah, half of what you have in Hollywood is shut down because you've got the Muppet Theater. That's not the Muppet Theater not anymore. Tomorrow. They just <laughs> won't admit it. They've got the what is it, Stage Seventeen or whatever? That's yeah. the meet and greet with Olaf, and then they've got that back area that it currently is nothing it's basically monsters the monsters inc that theater and then you've got the animation courtyard the problem is though that monsters inc is a popular ride i know this because when i was just there we didn't even ride it because it was like a 30 plus minute wait so we were just like no and then like i said the you know the hyperion th theater is super popular with the frozen show it's like they're not getting rid of that anytime soon I mean, the the Aladdin show was popular till it till it ended. So it's like, you really think that this Frozen one, they're gonna be like, yeah, rip it out, whatever. <laughs> no, like I I definitely my money, well my money was always on. They were gonna use the expansion pad because it's an area that is undeveloped anyway, and apparently they're already clearing it. But then the Tower of Terror one is where I, I also like I go I went back and forth because I'm like it's easy to do that, you know to do the exterior, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, but it doesn't make sense. But of course, we, we see now that they don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Tower of Terror, uh, I heard that they're already like taking down like signs and stuff like that. No, they're not. They're not, right? That, that's what yeah. we were gonna bring up too. The Disney Parks blog finally posted about the end of uh, Tower of Terror. Uh, they're calling it, what, the Checkout Late um, event or whatever? The Late Checkout event yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Uh, the late, yeah, late checkout, I mixed that up. But, uh, the late checkout, they're gonna be doing it, you know, during this whole, like, holiday season. But, uh, it's, so, like, eh, it's whatever. But, um, the thing is, is that, like, like, the big news in it was that January 2nd is the official date that it's ending. Cause, like, it's, it's like, you yeah, can't get on. Yeah, it said, well, it said, um, you know, this'll be your, uh, so get your, like, it says something like, get your last ride before January 2nd. And right there, like right at the end of the vlog, that's where you're like, oh, there's the date. Like they finally gave us a, uh, a hard date on it. Uh, it's crazy, right? Uh, because they, they said late this year, so when they announced the date and they were like, oh, it's January, I was like, oh, thank goodness. That means that my last ride wasn't actually my last <laughs> ride. I, I will say like, in hindsight, it makes sense because like they've always done that. Like for instance, remember when they closed down the railroad and the uh, Mark Twain and all that? They did it like right at the beginning of January, January because that's where that's when it dies. Like the the um, 
you know, tourist season is over. So like January 2nd is like a date they always use. So I'm, I'm not that surprised for the date. I, it's just, you know, we wanted to bring it up because it's, we now know. You know, I am a little curious to see if they do any sort of like small event with it. Cause I know, it, I know it won't be as big as like what they did for uh, the original Star Tours closing. I'm quite certain they're going to do that. I'm curious if they're going to do something big for it. Like, what do you mean big? Like, like well, well the, I think that's, right to be honest, that's what, I think that's what the late checkout is. Alright, right, with Star Tours, in both parks, they had like stormtroopers marching around and, you know, they had like this well, yeah. big old display they did a for the big, final rides. Yeah, they did a big, like, thing for the last ride where it was like, it was like an actual event and, like, they invited, um... It was like a certain amount of people on the parks blog to like, you know, say that they would go and I think they had to pay, but uh, that they got to go for the like official last rides. You had to pay, really? Yeah, they, yeah. Knew, they knew you'd pay. Disney, if they can, they'll give you your money. <laughs> I mean, I will pay for Star Tours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, but you know. Get a souvenir, look a shirt, last ride. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually very excited for um, all of this stuff coming though. Uh, one of the other things that they posted in there though that I also wanted to bring up is that uh, apparently the Shanghai, um, how do they put it? Uh, well, okay, so I know we had talked about it that, so a lot of stuff got canceled at Disneyland because of Shanghai. Apparently those are gone now, so now Disney, well, at least Disneyland has their money again so they can spend however they want. Now part of it is I guess they're gonna be um, shutting down the monorail next year, or early next year, because they're going to uh, be changing the layout of the monorail. Which I, I think is pretty cool. Um, of course, it, they pointed out too that the last time they actually changed the footprint of the monorail was in 1994 for uh, Indiana Jones um, adventure because of course that huge show building that's sitting out there it had to be moved for that um, but you know what I mean like it's that thing I'm like okay that's cool uh, of course um, there's other things coming uh, there's I know we talked about it a little the whole um, other parking garage that they're building and the huge like walkway that they're building with it um, my favorite thing though that they said recently is when they posted that uh, the rivers and all that is gonna open summer 2017. Cause I was like, well, that's good to know. Like, of course a lot of people were like, that means that Star Wars is opening. I'm like, no, it just means that enough of the work will be done that they can keep working while everything else goes. Though, um, if anyone that knows me on Facebook or anything, I always post like the, you know, the Disneyland photo blog. So like, you know, you can see, like, they're mad, they're mad crazy trying to get that going. So, like, uh, like, uh, they always point out, um, they already have, like, the polls up for, like, everyone, well, they're assuming, but it's pretty much, uh, because it follows the track, that it's for, um, the sight line for the train. So, like, the whole thing is, like, they're building a whole, a huge wall so that when you're on the train, you can't see Star Wars land. But, um, it... It's also a little weird because you can see parts of the, or you can see those uh, beams from Toontown. But, you know, I'm assuming when they, you know, finally finish it, it won't be that noticeable. No, no. They'll, they'll do some sorry cover up, but. Or they'll cool just tear the, down uh, Toontown, whatever. Ha ha ha, Judge Doom over here. <laughs> um, 
No, you said you're talking about like the uh, the wall that they're apparently going to construct for the sight line. That's actually pretty cool. That's probably how we're going to get like the waterfall and stuff that they were showing off then. Uh, right? so, uh, sort of, but it's more. It's mainly like, for instance, like you um, you have like the wall to um, add a what you call it. Um, well, the critter countryside. Like you have a wall on that side too. But you just don't notice it because you're looking at the river. But the other side is basically a wall because, you know, that's the whole point of the burn. Right. But, um, yeah, like, uh, of course, like, there's a lot of discussion, too, about Star Wars Land when it's going to open. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still going to stick to the same timeline that they wanted. It looks like they're making it a point to get this thing going. But, um, you know, this is, what, like, 2017, 2018... Like, it's definitely obvious that they're going to hit it. Um, of course, Disney World, from the pictures I've seen at Disney World, who knows when that's when they're planning on that opening. But you can tell that Disneyland's, they're, they're going to try to get that open before, you know, the last of the movies come out. Disney World is shooting for a rough Episode Nine release date? Probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm Avatar, gonna, they're already talking about Avatar might get pushed back. <laughs> Because Avatar's supposed to open early next year, and they're talking about that might get pushed back too. So I don't get it. I thought it's supposed to open the same day, like both no. parks. Because didn't they start supposed no. to the same day? Um, you're Supposedly. yes. You know? So well, that's the huge joke too online is that of course they posted on the blog that about you know oh construction or the uh, what was it? It's like the first um, uh, the first like shovel of dirt or whatever right, on both sides got started, but it's like, no, because we all already saw the work starting on on ours like mm-hmm. months before that. We already had walls up. Yeah, they already had walls. You could already see the construction going. So like, they're trying to pretend like it has, but it hasn't. And, and that's the thing too. If anyone that's seen the you know pictures, the one at Hollywood Studios, like, they're barely getting started at all, so it's just like, when's that gonna happen? (laughs) But it is what it is. Anyway, I think that uh, is gonna do it for us for the news, and uh, we're gonna move on to our main subject. So we'll see you in a second. So for our main subject, we're going to talk about uh, something that's uh, specifically important since we're coming up to it, but uh, we're going to talk about what's wrong with My Magic Plus, which is a hotly debated subject on the uh, Disney fan feed all the time. But uh, I wanted to also talk about it because we're about to go to Disney World, so like we're in the process right now. We've used it before, but um, we have like, I know we've griped about it many times, but we wanted to talk about it in general so to start off things um my magic plus was this whole push by disney to make your planning for your disney trip to be way more inclusive like they wanted you planning things six months in advance you know they really and that's the whole point is they really wanted you planning things way far like be it uh where you were gonna be your fast passes, your reservations, everything. Um, Of course, the issue is that the system didn't work that well, and they ended up spending about a billion dollars, reportedly, on the infrastructure. But, uh, you know, of course, the whole thing is that now we have it. 
Now, there's a lot of pros and cons, and then there's a lot of things where people love to point out, like the parts that work and the parts that don't. But then one of the biggest things is that you know that Disney also has given up on it because, uh, and this is like a big part of it, is that Shanghai Disneyland is the first park to be made after uh, My Magic Plus, and they chose not to have My Magic Plus installed into Shanghai, which is good news for us because, I mean, we already had to, uh, you know, at Disneyland they had to cut their budget because Shanghai ended up costing so much. But, um, you know, I... Of course, like uh, we've used it before, but we wanted to point out some things. Uh, so I, I think we should start right off with I don't know. We are a pretty hateful podcast, right? <laughs> I guess we could start straight with the cons and end with the pros. But uh, I know I know exactly what the first con is, and I'm just gonna say it. it's Fast Fast Plus. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so uh, let's go around and everyone say uh, how you feel about Fast Fast Plus. In theory, very, very productive, very, very cool. In actual practice, it is like the worst system in the world. I totally agree. Um, a little bit of uh, background too. So like, one thing is that FastPass Plus, the whole point of it is you can plan your FastPasses like, what, six months in advance? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like that's good in theory. The problem is, is that when you plan them, they don't let you plan them the way you would think. Because all of us who have used regular Fast Pass and still use it at Disneyland know that when you get it, you can chance getting one in the morning, and if you're there early enough, you can get something like, I don't know, you could get an Indiana Jones Fast Pass that's like 30 minutes from now or an hour from now, and then you can get off of that and go over to Splash Mountain and get another one. You could basically hit every big ride with a Fast Pass in a day if you plan your day right. Disney World's Fast Pass Plus decided to take that and um, cause like, so there's a very complicated system behind Fast Pass. I did like a whole presentation on it, but so like the whole idea is that when you actually scan it, what it does is it's looking at the, um, the extent of the line and it's saying, okay, if you were in line right now, this is how long it would take you to get into the ride. And you know, of course there, there are times like Radiator Springs where you get your Fast Pass and it's like, a few hours from now or like probably you know way later like at night but the reason why is because uh what they do is they so they take like um how many guests they can have in an hour and they divide that and they take a portion of it and they say this is how many we're gonna give to fast pass people so what they're doing is like you know for instance what is it pirates is like three thousand guests in an hour they take that amount and they say oh um like a couple hundred will be fast pass. So then, you know, when you go up to the kiosk, you're getting that saved spot. So the issue with that though, um, is of course, like I just said, you can abuse that system because if you're quick enough, you can get everything. What they decided to do with fast pass plus and what I'm getting at is that they took that system and they formed it so that they would make sure that you wouldn't be able to do that. Of course, they love to say, oh, well, when you use up all three, you get another one, and you keep getting another fast pass until the end of the night. But it's like, you make it so that I can at most get four or five, because, and we've done it. When you plan out your fast pass, your first one is gonna be right in the morning, right, right when the place opens. Your next one is gonna be in the middle of the day. Your last one is gonna be at like four or 5 p.m. 
So you're just like, like for instance, if you're at Animal Kingdom, that's your whole day. Like they've just said, oh, there's no way you're gonna get on everything. Like no version, unless you stand standby. Which is why we also hate it. But um, I also wanted to bring up, so we're not like your usual guests. We don't buy our tickets way in advance, which also makes it difficult for us because we're buying ours not day of, but we buy the salute pass because some of us are military, so we get a discounted ticket. It's awesome, you know, where we end up, you know, getting like what a six day pass for like basically buying two days. But uh, the issue with it is that for Fast Pass Plus, we don't get that. We, we get to plan ours as soon as we buy our tickets and turn them on, which uh, makes it difficult for us and makes it so that we basically get screwed because. You know, the thing is, is that, like, and, and I can perfectly say this, like, to the last time we were there, we got, um, we got Snow White's, uh, or not Snow White, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but it was, like, what was it? It was, like, 10 p.m. It was, like, insane. Like, it was so late. And then the thing that I hate, too, is that they give you fast passes you don't need, where they're, like, and Winnie the Pooh. And you're, like, I don't need Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Why would you give me Winnie the Pooh? I, or they're like, Country Bear. You're like, I'm not going to use this. Like, it, it's I'm a... Not going there. Yeah, it's a completely useless system. And then, like, some places, like Epcot, they have tiers. Where they're like, oh, um, tier one is the best ride. Soren, Test Track, Frozen Ever After. And then they're like, tier two is Spaceship Earth. The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Living with the Land. You know, rides you would never actually need it for. So what they do is you're only allowed one tier one, so you end up getting like, you have to basically choose if you're doing Soarin', uh, Test Track, or Frozen Ever After. And then the other two that you get are ones that you would never need. So they'll be like, okay, so you get Test Track, but you're also gonna get uh, Mission Space <laughs> and Spaceship Earth. And you're like, oh, two walk-on rides. Thank you for giving yes. me a fast pass for this ride. Um, yeah, like that. That's my complaint. Like it's, uh, it's just a stupid system. You know, I feel like those walk-on rides, like you get on. You know, when you have fast pass, you look at all those people like, ha! Ah, you guys have to wait in line. Yeah. And then like you're that guy like so like two two seconds away from you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining. Oh, you're laughing. I'll be there in two minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, for us, like, like I can perfectly say like Disneyland when they first introduced fast pass, they actually introduced it like everywhere like I, I remember you had pirates you had uh, um, haunted mansion the Winnie the Pooh ride like it made no sense and then like that was the thing is that ultimately they didn't need fast pass so they ended up taking it out of course haunted mansion still has it for haunted mansion holiday but um, that's my thing is it's like Disneyland was smart enough go to go oh we don't actually need this system here so there's no reason to have it but Disney World has like doubled down where it's like, no, we're gonna make you use it for rides, you'll never need it. And then like, I love seeing people who use it on like Haunted Mansion, and they're like, will I have it? And you're like, why? Like, why would you go through it? Right, and like when we went to like Hollywood, or the studios, how, studios, how we had to wait and get the Fast Pass for the great movie ride, just to have Tower of Terror, I was like, really? Yeah. And then it makes a line because of it. That, yeah, I do remember. We we booked uh, Tower of Terror and it gave us Great Movie Ride. And Great Movie Ride was like a 10 minute wait. We were like, why would I need this? The Fast Pass line is longer than standby. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do remember. We didn't even use the Fast Pass Plus at uh, Great Movie Ride because the line at Fast Pass Plus was longer. So we just yeah. waited. 
You know, the first time I saw like the magic band for the fast pass, I thought they were just gonna get rid of just the paper. You just scan it as you exactly. go, you know. Yeah. But it's, instead, you have to like, like, like Josh said, yeah. to organize and all that. Uh, like, yeah, I was, I was gonna say that. Like, um, we've said it many times before on this podcast, but like, that's our easiest fix to it. It's like the fast pass system is a great system, like. Uh, but, you know, like, the easiest thing they needed to do was FastPass Plus should have been a paperless version where you were scanning it to your wristband and it was showing up in your app. So you would look in your app and your My Disney Experience app and you would see your FastPasses mm -hmm. sitting there and you'd go, okay, I've got this one at this time and, you know, I'll come up to it uh, when that comes. And then you could even turn on the app so that it warns you when your FastPass right. is coming up. Instead, they're like, Book it in advance. Oh, and by the way, if you have any reservations, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely like, and then when we went to Animal Kingdom, we wanted to have like the water ride and, oh, what was the other one? Safari. Yeah, Kali River. Yeah, no, you're talking about, we wanted, we wanted to use it for uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, but it gave us... I think it was Dinosaur and Primeval and, World. No, it was it was Primeval World and Kali River, yeah, and we didn't right. want either one of those. Like basically for us, like Fast Fast Plus has never been useful. We've never had a case where we were like, this is a great system. Well, because you know you'd think in theory, just to like pile onto what you were saying, you'd think that in in a perfect world, the plus part would just be like, oh, you know, on the app we have the timer for you, and then we have we have like two timers. You have the one for your Fast Pass coming up, and another one telling you, hey. If you want, now you can grab another one. That's that's the simplest fix to do it, you know? Just to pile on to what you're saying. Just add alarms and a notification. I I want to say, I think this is, like, ultimately our only, like, gripe with it, right? Honestly, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the other thing uh, I want to complain about <laughs> is the, uh, uh, you know... To order to get like a magic band, whatever, don't you have supposed to have one credit card, right? And you're at a, as a whole group, right? Um, Did we do that? I don't even remember. Yeah, they do one. Well, yeah, well, that's because right. yeah, it's on your room. Yeah, so so it was just like when you go into it, we're just like just but don't you, use the car. Well, the, the, you can turn that feature off though. I remember oh, they said that to us, where they're like, you can put, uh, they're like, you have to put a credit card down anyway for the room. And it'll be linked to the magic bands, but you can also turn that off so that no one can charge, can charge with it. But can you put it in your credit card also, though? Like, like connect to your credit card and the magic band, or you can't? No. So I, I know what you're saying. You're saying, like, our Apple Watch, how we can each have our own uh, card in it. No, you can't no. do that. See, it's going to be card one card for the, card for the See, whole See, that's group. the thing I don't like. Like, I'd rather not bring my wallet, because all I need is just my, my debit card. I guess you use my, my magic band, but instead I can't do that because it's already connected to the only one room, you know? That's the I, thing I don't like. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's a good thing. Because I'd rather not bring my wallet, just my phone, but instead I have to bring both, you know? Yeah, because if it's connected to that, then you just... I, I don't need anything. Like, course, sir, if, do you have ID? I got my magic band. Of course, if ID. you have the meal plan, you won't have to worry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's neither here nor there. Nah, um, you know, like, it has a lot of great features, though. Like, I do love, you know, that everything's in one. Like, um, that that's, like, definitely, like, my main, like, love for it. Is, uh, I do love the idea that you don't really have to, there's a lot of stuff you don't need. You don't, you don't have a card for your ticket. You don't have a card to get into your room because your band is doing that for you. And, um, I love, I just love, like, the, I, of course, like, we've all talked about it, too. Like, you know... You just love, like, having it, too. 
Like when you're there, when it's, you see it, you're just souvenir. like, oh yeah, you're like, yeah, and it's a souvenir that you're getting. Um, everything, and then I love that it's like programmed for you. So like, for God's sake, it says your name on it. Yes, too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it says your name. Um, of course, like uh, there's like new features that are coming out we haven't actually seen, uh, like the personalized stuff where, uh, like, you know, on Small World, it'll say goodbye to you specifically. Like that was supposed to be like a one of that was actually one of the selling points of it. So it's funny that they're finally getting that going, but you know, um, it's good to see that it's actually coming out. But at the same time, I feel like it's a useless piece of it. Like I don't need Small World to be like Bienvenidos, Josh, and I'm like, see you too. I don't I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> um, I think the only the, also what I like is when you received a magic band. It's a big oh, the box, box that it comes yeah, when you open it. You're like, oh my god. It's a family event. It's like, I, yes, I have that inside my bookcase right now. But um, I'm probably going to do it again when they come back in. Yes. That, yeah, they'll be sending those out soon, too. Um, but, like, that's the thing. is like, I do, I do love uh, that you don't have to carry stuff around. I do wish that I didn't have to carry my wallet. I agree with George. Um, the, like, um... That's the thing, though, is it's, like, ultimately, though, like, I would have to agree, it's a, like, pretty useless system. Like, especially for the the price that it costs. Like, compared to that, it's just, like, you can't help but look at it and be like, eh, it was definitely not worth that. I think it goes back to what I said at the beginning, just for a generality. In theory, this is, like, the coolest thing, and it is actually really, really cool. But in practice, it was, like, poorly executed, I feel. Oh, yeah, and then there was a whole thing, too, when it first came out, Parts of it didn't work. Um, I mean, like, we're, we're seeing, like, the better parts of it. Like, I would definitely say, like, um, walking into the entrance is awesome. Because, like, you don't get as big of a line because, yeah, you just walk right up and, you know, you just scan your magic band and all that. Like, and, and of course, you get a little light show for uh, the kids. But, um, yeah, like, ultimately, it's, like, it costs so much to put that all in. Like, was it really worth that? Mm. Debatable. In October, when I went with mom, I liked that the room keys, like the actual band, became the key for that little card game they do in the Magic Kingdom area. Oh yeah, I got you're so, talking about like, the uh, sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I was having so much fun with that. Like people that's were looking at me. That's a great game too. It's a fun game. Oh, that's the one with the cards, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the cool. ones you get at the firehouse. Yeah, I still uh, have it. You should play oh, it with yeah. April this next time because she'll love it. Because the first one you fight Corella Deville and save the puppies. Yeah. Corella Deville. <laughs> but I really I nerded out by that. Like people were looking at me weird. Well, I mean, yeah, like they're no. I I seen some people like have stacks of cards. Like when I was trying to get my free card, I just oh yeah, you're oh. talking about the Magic Kingdom. Oh, well, we both have like cards. We bought the booster backs. <laughs> You yeah, guys so paid you can for play the, uh, so, so you, you can, can play, play the normal home. game. Yeah, or yeah, the, yeah, the home version. I, I, I just see this guy have a stack of like, Pokemon cards like I mean, that. They, like that. they still, um, they, every year as an incentive for the parties, you know, the Halloween party and the Christmas party, they actually have like a special card for that. Oh, that's every, cool. And every year it's a different card. It's an exclusive. Like, this year it's, you know, Stitch from the Green I, I forget what it was. That, well, they announced this year's, but I forget what it was. I remember I didn't really care, though. <laughs> the coolest one I saw was one of the Halloween parties. It was uh, the Headless Horseman. But, um, yes. of course, we weren't out there, so it didn't matter. But, um, no, like, um, 
like I said, it's a, I will say it's a cool bit of like, uh, like George said, a souvenir that you can get. Um, I do love like on the app, it saves it too. So like for instance, when I look at our app, it shows like uh, the two magic bands I have, the like three that Hunter has uh, and all that. Um, uh, I mean, I do remember like when we had the, when we had the uh, meal plan, it was awesome to charge with it. Uh, uh, especially the with band. the candy, yeah. You know, I feel like the fast pass with the Magic Band, I think it's actually a little bit longer. Um, like, for example, if you go to Disneyland and you know you're waiting for Space Mountain, and you if you have like a, a groups of three, you know, so one person probably have like three tickets and just give it to them, and right away they just walk in instead of oh, yeah. like, each and every single one of them have to scan it, you know. I, I didn't have a problem with Disney World. I think it's like, well, like it's fine to me, but I mean, at, at speed, I think Disneyland is much I faster. Mean, yeah. Ultimately, like there, there's pluses to the way they do fast pass with it because one thing is you can't use it before or after it, mm -hmm. which makes it yeah. a lot easier because it's like you have to scan it. So it's like if it you know uh, gives the red, then it means oh yours is over, so you can't use it anymore, and we can't give an exception. Um, this is just a random question. Uh, in Florida, if we, if you decide to go like uh, be our guest, and uh, you want to pay like with your magic pen, can, can you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll bring the little thing over for you. The yes. circle thing. Yeah. <laughs> they bring they bring one over to you so you can pay with it. That's awesome. I, I then. I mean, there was there's no way you can pay with that. That's a signature dining or whatever. <laughs> but you know, you could if you had like your card it, attached yeah, to it. Yeah, if you wanted to, you could do that, but. Yeah, I'm saying like, uh, you'd have to have the upgraded uh, meal plan, the more expensive one. Oh, I see. Because it's uh, it's considered like signature or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're evil. They're like, they're like, well, there's quick service and there's fine dining. Oh, so fine dining takes care of like be our guest. No, 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 that's signature. <laughs> you cheapo. <laughs> I can just picture like, will it be cash or card or magic band? <laughs> <laughs> cash card or meal plan. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, like. Um, I feel like with the, ultimately with the paying with it too, I think it's kind of stupid. Because it's like, they had to put in that system too, and then not, not that many people really use that, because no one trusts it. I don't. Like, I know, of course, like, I use my <laughs> Apple Watch all the time, so I, I would say I would, but like, most people, I would definitely say would not want to do that. They'd be like, no, I'm not going to pay with this band. <laughs> I don't, like, ultimately, I think what it, sh what it really should have been is uh, it should have just been in its simplest form your um, key to get into the world. Like, that, they could sell it that way, where it would have been, oh, yeah, you can get into your room with it, you can get into uh, the park with it, and you get your digital fast pass with it. Yeah, it's you. But, but all the extra stuff, I'm just like, we didn't need. We didn't need the personalized stuff. We didn't need the um, pain <coughs> with it. Um... Eh, I guess to a certain point, because they do have the meal plan, but... Uh, so, so you're saying they could have just easily just advertised it as like, oh, it's your key to your Magic Kingdom. Well, ultimately, it's your I key think... and it's your, your uh, park ticket. Park ultimately, ticket. I think it was a whole thing that they were selling it on, oh, um, it's this uh, system so that you don't notice what you're doing. Uh, so, like, it takes away the, it takes away, like, the worry or whatever, I guess is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, where it's like, oh, I don't have to monitor uh, or I don't have to sit here going oh um, you know here's my card blah, blah, blah. like uh, okay so like realistically I've heard a lot of people say it the main thing is they wanted you to not realize how much you're spending so like that's the whole thing is like you 
because you're you're scanning a band, you don't realize, oh, I just spent thirty dollars on that. You're just like, oh, here's the band, but it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like ultimately people weren't gonna do that. Like they should have known. No one was gonna be like, yeah, I'll pay with this band. I mean, it's it's a hard sell to get people to use Apple Pay or Google Pay. So it's like, what made them think that this would be better? Now, if you're a local over there. Magic pay. <laughs> if you're local over there, and it, say if you want to go for like, just like a date, uh, if you want to buy a ticket, do you automatically get a magic band like at no. the door, or you get tickets? so if you buy, um, if you're not staying at the, uh, that's the thing too. If you're staying at a hotel, you get the magic bands. That's why they get sent to you. Why you personalize them? If you're coming for like the day, or if you came and you just purchased, uh, or you're not staying at the park. And you're, you know, you're still going to Disney World, but you're not staying at, um, you know, a Disney World property. You don't have a Magic Band, so you're getting a, an actual ticket. The thing is, though, you can purchase a Magic Band and add it into your My Magic Plus or your My Disney Experience, and then you can add the card in. We we end up doing that, if yeah. you remember. We we had to take our um, each ticket that we got or the pass. And we had to add it into the My Disney Experience into each of our uh, Magic Bands so that each Magic Band shows that. The first thing, you know, we're scanning fingerprints, right. all that fun stuff. Of course, there's also a whole complicated thing too where, and, and I know locals were running into it where um, they're, because they have like every color for the Magic Band <laughs> and then they have like, you know, the special ones like the Haunted Mansion or the Star Wars ones that, um, uh, like my aunt told me this they were having a lot of trouble where people didn't understand that when you scan one of them to come in even if it's your annual pass because that's the thing too is that's what i was getting at on the my disney experience it shows for instance it shows my uh red magic band that we got on the first time it shows my blue one that i got this last time and then it's going to show the yellow one that i'm getting this time all under my name but it also shows that they're all active but it makes it so that um, if I decided to bring all three, that whichever one I use to go into the park with is the one I have to use for the rest of the day because that's the one that's active for that day. Like uh, my aunt was saying, they were having issues where people, annual pass holders, were going in there with all of their bands and they'll scan one of them to get in and then they were trying to use the Fast Pass Plus with like, for instance, a Haunted Mansion one. And they're like, you didn't use this one. You can't, this isn't yeah. active for, to, uh, for today. You have to use the one you use to come in. So there's like a whole complicated thing so with that. I can bring my Haunted Mansion one on this trip as well. Yes, because it's already in the My Disney cool. Experience. So you can add it in there anyway. There's plenty on one day with that thing. Cool. Uh, yeah, like, ultimately, though, I think, uh, of course, we know Disney's passed on it. Uh, or Disneyland has passed on it anyway, so... I mean, we're not getting it. Or, at the best, we're going to get probably the version we already talked about, which is the um, entry and the fast pass. Like, uh, I will say, I know that they're still pushing to do fast pass plus, but I hope to God they don't. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But that's ultimately what it is. But overall, like, it's a really cool thing when you're there. I mean, like, that, that's my thing, too, is it's like, for Disney World, it makes sense. Because you're, when you're there, you're in a different world. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's a really cool thing. I think it's a harder sell for, like, Disneyland and stuff, because it's like, you're not there all day. Like, I mean, we are, but a lot of locals, they don't they stay don't there all day. They don't care. They're going to be like, whatever. I'll just come back later. And not only that, but 
Lord knows that a couple years ago when we were planning it, we had the My Disney Experience stuff on there. We were all geeking out. We were all freaking out. It made that party, that, it made that, that planning part of it into like a small party in itself. Yeah. It makes it so much more fun. Especially now um, that you can like, uh, you can put nicknames and all that. Mm -hmm. So we're already ready to go. We're all, we're all waiting, we're anxiously waiting for our magic bands yeah. too. I want something to be done. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saving up more money just to get the customized one with just a J or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the, that's the thing too. Is like uh, I saw it when I went in January. Um, you know how like we have the customizable wall uh, or um, cases. They have that for um, for the Magic Bands too. So you can get like different designs for the Magic Bands. You know, at first I, I thought it was really stupid. But once I saw Hunter's Haunt Mansion, I was like, you know what? Next year I want to get something like that. <laughs> I just see Hunter like drinking I, his his uh, soda. He's just looking at it. He's just winking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. Like I have seen like a few that I think are really cool. Of course, like I'm I'm kind of a nerd anyway. So like I want like the Mickey Mouse uh, Epcot one, or like I want like the Stormtrooper one. I know you're talking more realistically. Like oh, I want to really cool Kylo Ren <laughs> as long as you don't get they have one for rain I saw that one that was cool you know what I like also when they um, they have the, like the little the baby one like for Ellie I thought that was funny I thought that was cool oh, like, yeah when oh, they take whoa. the gray thing off yeah. yeah you just rip off the gray to make it baby size hey, it's cute she was having a good time with it yeah me too don't <laughs> like, oh, forget I'm here too oh uh, yeah of course ultimately like even with our gripes or whatever the main thing is the system's there so it doesn't matter. They already spent yeah, the money. It's not going so they're going to use it. Yeah, it's probably going to be there for the rest of the time now. But the thing is, is that like there are things that I think they could fix. Like um, I also wanted to bring up, they recently added in um, directions on it. So now on your My Disney Experience app, you can, you can look up uh, a location and say, I'm here, how do I get here? And it'll give you directions, like walking style. Like if you were like, I'm at Star Tours. How do I get to Tower of Terror? It'll give you directions to that. To me, that is like one of the most useless things they could have added into this. No one was sitting there like, how do I get to this ride? It's like, pick up a park map. Look, at the park, look at the park map that's inside your app. Like, just as one of those. Member, you know? Yeah, like, it's like, it's not that complicated. I, like, I can understand, like, the directions, like, driving-wise, because there's, like, certain spots um for like driving that it's not very specific on google maps and i know this for a fact because it's like <laughs> like for instance uh, we almost got turned around because uh i was trying to get to animal kingdom and it thought i meant animal kingdom lodge so it was trying to show me the directions to the lodge and i'm like that's a different thing i'm saying the park like stop trying to tell me where the lodge is and it's like keep going i was like no <laughs> no <laughs> i refuse uh, and then there's there's a lot of like really weird like back roads at Disney World too So you could get lost. I could understand you do get lost there, but it's like ultimately You know Google Maps or Apple Maps like will get you there Anyway, so you really don't need that direction feature. That's a useless piece of that um, you know, Like I definitely think it wasn't needed <laughs> I guess everyone's probably gonna have something useless thrown on it I mean, it's it's almost like they're just like trying to make it a more inclusive thing, but it's like it's adding in all these things you don't need. I don't need it to give me directions because at that too, I have to look at the 
phone to get it anyway. So it's, it's like, there anyway. Yeah, not to mention the Disney Experience app kills, you know, your battery. So it's like, why would I open that when I can open up my Apple Maps or Google Maps and it'll give it to me uh, easier and not kill my battery as fast? <laughs> right. They need to put, they need to update to put a low battery mode. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like, though, um, I, I did want to bring up very lastly, I do love the My Disney Experience app. Because like I said, I do like that I can look at past trips and see like, you know, things we've done. I can see all of our magic bands. I can see uh, our current, um, you know, restaurant reservations on there. You know, be our guest restaurant. It's the only thing sitting on there. But, you know, I do like seeing that I can see all that stuff in there. So I do like, uh, I do like that it's consolidated into that app. But, you know, like, like we brought up, I would like like realistically I would like it to be easier for me to add different cards to certain um, bands or um, I believe like people have talked about too like putting a spending limit on the bands Ooh, where you hard. can like tell you can basically tell your kids like oh you've got $20 to spend that's it um, oh that's cool yeah that'd be cool yeah that would be a good uh, piece like like we've said I, I cannot stop saying the fast pass just needs to be a a digital version of what we currently have as Fast Pass. Um, the personalized stuff, I don't need. I like just ultimately, I don't need. Like I don't. It's it's nothing to me. You know what they should do, and I seriously doubt it. They're gonna do. They should make the Magic Man like a Fitbit. It tells you how much you stepped. I know that's gonna be impossible, but that would be cool. I mean, it does track impossible. you all day, so it would know. Make you feel fit while you're at it, right? On 32 miles. That that is a good point. I feel like that's that would definitely kill it, kill it though, kill your battery. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, don't, and, don't they show like like um, like times and like rides are like like I know Disney. Yeah, it'll it'll show yeah. like current wait times. And, and um, what was it? I was just gonna say. I, I did also want to bring up, I, I heard that uh, they have this thing called like rocket fuel or something like that. Um, so it's like they have like a vending, it's like a vending machine but it has a, uh, a um, charger on it. Or it's, you're buying a charger. So it's a, it's a mobile charger but it, apparently it's like pretty small. Like uh, I'm assuming it's like the size of the one I have, you know, just a little one. But uh, it can apparently charge your phone up, uh, up to eight hours. But the thing is, is that it's $30, which is a lot. But um, the thing is, is that what's cool about it is that when you drain it, you can either take it back to your room and charge it yourself, or you can actually take it to the vending machine and trade it for a new one. Get out of here. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it's a third-party company that does it, but it's like, that's a pretty awesome way to do we it. We have that in the airport. It is the coolest thing. It's 25 bucks at the airport. And it's like, every time, I'm like, I could just spend the 25 yeah, that, I did hear that. Um, is it only just a one-day thing? or like, No, it's every day. That's forever. Cool. Like, you just, oh, I decided, you know, I don't want to go back to the room and charge it. Boop, here's my Thank new one. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that, like, I think that's a very useful thing that they're doing. I think I'm going to buy that, just just because. I think the, yeah. ne I think the next podcast will just do um, our Disney World planning. But <laughs> we're, we're basically there right now. Yeah. But um, no, like we're we are super excited though. Um, like we said, there's certain things that are cool about My Magic Plus. There's certain things that really suck. But ultimately, when it really comes down to it, it's gonna be there. So we can't do anything. And All we can do is get our magic bands and enjoy it. Yep. 
that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys, like always, for listening. Um, I can't stress it enough. Uh, we love seeing that people actually listen because, once again, we would do this just because we do this every day, realistically, because we always talk about this stuff. But thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Spreaker or subscribe to us on iTunes. Review us if you want. Say your hateful things. If you need to me at uh, any social media, I'm at Geo Disney. That's G-I-O-D-I-S-N-E-Y. Uh, you can follow me, Hunter, on Instagram, the Disney Guy two four, or on Twitter, Hunter three G ATM. Uh, you or can you fo- can follow Hunter on Snapchat. Uh, it's at Hunter eight five three G ATM two eight nine. No, I'm kidding. Hunter doesn't. Hunter doesn't have Snapchat because he has a Windows phone. Oh. You stop. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, but it's uh, J182. You can follow me on Instagram under Court Giordano. It's long. You probably can't spell that, but Courtney doesn't post anything anyway. But Didn't. <laughs> no, but uh, thank you guys once again for listening. Um, Nathan, I hope you're ready for this uh, football season. Um, thank you, Dave. Always. Always. And uh, hopefully we'll see you this next time we go. But, uh, you know, we'll see you guys next time. So see you later. Adios. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Ka-chow.